welcome to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show, and thanks for tuning in. This is a show shattering the norms and bringing real talk and critical thinking with a common sense approach on life, politics, religion, and social issues. And now here's your host, Randall. Hello, hello fam. What's up? And welcome. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show. I am your host, Randall, and on today's show, we will be discussing policing in America. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know, if you compare U.S. police to the world's armies, they would be the third highest budget. That's right, third highest budget. I'll let you think on that for a minute. Let's go. Okay. Despite millions of people taking to the streets in protest and demanding change and to defund the race soldiers. <laughs> yeah, that's another one of them phrases. Yeah, I know you've seen me post that. Well, it... It actually comes from my brother, Tariq Nasheed. Big props to that brother, by the way. He's the originator of that term, and I must say, it is spot on, okay? Spot on. All right? (laughs) After the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor at the hands of the race soldiers, the race soldiers still have not changed their behavior. And that's pretty much proven the point. Policing cannot be reformed. So let's take a look back into their history, their birth and origins in America. All right? Well, in America, the sheriff at one point was the most important official. Founded in 1626, the New York Sheriff's Office and Albany County Sheriffs in the 1660s. Then around the 1700s, provinces of the Carolinas, later known as North and South Carolina, established slave uh, slave patrols in order to prevent slave rebellions and slaves from escaping. All right? So yeah, they have a long history of abusing people of color. Long history. All right? The first black police uh, officer was Samuel J. Battle, born in 1883, and he was sworn in on March 6, 1911. And today, black officers make up 12.4%, and that is second most of of all the races uh, on the police forces. And I'm here to say that uh, they are the worst. Yes, I said it. They are the worst, the worst of them all. As I quote the late, great Dr. King, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Silence is complicity. You got that? Silence is complicity. See, they know what's going on. It's been going on for decades upon decades, right? And 
to remain silent and not cross the so-called thin blue line, hell, you were black before you were blue. <laughs> See, with the white and others, race soldiers, we already know how these cowards operate, all right? We, we, we already know. We know how they get down. And yet our brothers and sisters choose to look the other way. Hell, with some of them, they even joining in on brutalizing and terrorizing our communities. You know what I mean? You know, um, we expect them to at least say something. Just say something. Jeez. And yet, we get silence. And this silence is what makes them the worst. All right? Now, I'm going to touch on a few examples to give you an idea of just how far gone and how dangerous these race soldiers are, okay? Now, within the L.A. Sheriff's Department, these deputy gangs, as uh, they are known to be, they have been accused of hunting down black men and framing victims as uh, instigators, all right? And then 2020, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors Estimated legal sentiments related to deputy game misconduct at $55 million. Man, that is a lot of bags. $55 million, okay? Well, going back, back in 2016, a couple of race soldiers in the L.A. Sheriff's, uh, Ms. Rayan Orego and Samuel Aldama, and they're not white, by the way. Okay? Well, they rolled up on some brothers in company where they uh, where they had spotted Dante Taylor. And they asked him, was he on parole or probation? And he said no. And according to these race soldiers, he pulls a gun and runs. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? Really? <laughs> well... They give chase and finally they corner him and they they stated he pointed a gun at him, all right? That's what they, they stated he pointed a gun at him, all right? So, Orego, he fired three shots. Aldama fired 10 to 12, all right? Then, Orego fired three more rounds, killing Dante. And yep, you guessed it. No weapon was ever found. Nope. Nope. Not one weapon ever recovered. And yep, no charges filed. That's right. So, in 2018, Aldama admitted. He admitted. He had a tat on his leg of the uh, executioners. That's the race soldiers gang, by the way. Yep. They got a gang inside the L.A. Sheriff's Department. The executioners. That's right. Now, don't you think the black officers know about this gang? Huh? Hell, I know about it. I'm sure other people know about it. Don't you think they know about this gang? <laughs> well, I'm sure some. Some brothers are even full-fledged members. There ain't no doubt about it. I guarantee some brothers are full-fledged members, okay? All right? Now, my next example. 
also comes from Cali. Operation Laser, L-A-S-E-R, Laser, Operation Laser. And that stands for Los Angeles Strategic Extraction and Restoration, Laser. You might want to uh, check that out. You can Google it. Check it out. It is there for you to see. Now, y'all remember when uh, Brother Nipsey was killed? Well, I had a few few peeps, and they were swearing up and down. It was gang-related, or uh, they were just a hater. They were just a hater. That's what they were saying. They were just another hater. They even told me I was just another conspiracy nut. <laughs> They say, come on, Randall, hey, you, you, you going down that rabbit hole, man. You, you a conspiracy nut, okay? All right? Anyway, peep this. Laser was started back in 2011, and by 2019, they had began targeting Brother Nipsey, okay? All right? And Laser was a tactic used by the race soldiers to... Uh, Pinpoint locations connected to gun and gang violence. All right. So these race soldiers, they would go, they would go, they would jam up customers, right? They would jam up customers, guests. They even jammed up some of the workers. Yeah. You got to know your rights, fam. Know your rights. You know, got to know your rights. Research your rights. You know, in most states, you need to have committed a crime been suspected of committed a crime or about to commit a crime in order to give these race soldiers your ID. You do not have to give them anything. You do not have to tell them anything. Tell them to get lost, okay? But research where uh, your state and your ID laws, and if your state is a stopping ID state or not, but yeah, they were jamming these, jamming these people up, right? And they were using what they called field interview cards, okay? And these field interview cards were for their database in order to list the marathon as an anchor point in nuisance property, all right? They were trying to get the landlord to, to basically evict Nipsey, okay? That's what they were doing. And they were doing this on behest of LA's nuisance program, okay? This program allows the city to file evictions based on criminal activity. Follow me? <laughs> That's right. Gentrification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, last time, uh, me and the family were down there, right? And it was, I mean, it was white folks everywhere, driving little Volkswagen bugs and shit with, with flowers on it. <laughs> I mean, they were cruising down Compton and Eaglewood, no fear at all, just chilling, all right? Okay, now, getting back to the, the, what I was talking about, about uh, the gentrification and uh, this Operation Laser, all right? So the landlord, though, the landlord was cool, you know? He, he, he liked Nipsey. Him and Nipsey, they got along, you know? Nipsey was a good guy, contrary to what they might tell you. Nipsey was a cool brother. And so he told LAPD, look, Nip and the Marathon, they're fine, you know? They're good. Can you guess what the race soldiers told him? They told him, we are trying to label it as a city nuisance. And if you don't evict them, we will seize your lot. That's right. 
they told him they will seize the lot if he doesn't evict them. Okay? But instead of evicting, this landlord, he sold the property to Nip. Yep. <laughs> he sold it to Nip. Mm-hmm. And can you guess what happens next? Yeah, that's right. Nip was murdered by a hater. Gang violence. <laughs> Come on now. Now, you can believe the reports and believe it was a gang thing, but me personally, mm-mm, not buying it. Not buying it at all. If you've ever been down on Crenshaw and Slauson, this was the weekend, okay? This is, I think it was a Sunday. Crenshaw and Slauson on a Sunday during the day. Cameras and people everywhere. And don't forget, Operation Laser in effect, all right? Just something to think about, all right? So we're gonna we're gonna touch on this subject a little more. You know, I got a lot to say about them race soldiers. We're gonna touch on this subject a little, a little more, all right? I just want to give you a little something to think about, a little something to research, all right? Check it out, all right? In closing, please, y'all research your state laws on uh, ID, okay? And if your state is uh, a stopping ID state or not, okay? Please know your rights. Okay? You have rights. Research them. Okay? Don't let these research, race soldiers jam you up. All right? Because they prey on you being afraid and not knowing your rights. They're going to prey on that. All right? Know your rights. Research your state's rights. All right? These race soldiers, they are not your friend. Okay? They are not your friend. And it's to the point now, it's, it's not bad apples anymore. All right, you feel me? We got the whole damn tree riding and dying. The whole damn tree. Okay? We not only need to defund that institu institution, that whole institution needs to be abolished and replaced. Feel me? Well, I thank you again for tuning in. And I'll see you next week.